Orange County. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and streaming online at KUCI.org. Broadcasting underground music and talk for the University of California, Irvine campus since 1969. Why don't you like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter? The URLs are facebook.com slash KUCIFM and twitter.com slash KUCIFM. All right, baby. My darling, I can't get enough of your love, baby. I don't know, I don't know why. I can't get enough of your love, baby. Oh, yeah. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily represent those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. For more information on this or other KUCI programs, visit KUCI.org or KUCITalk.org. Welcome back to Countdown UCI. You're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine and streaming online at KUCI.org. I am Dimitri, your host, and once again, you're listening to Countdown UCI, and uh, this is a show where I talk about UCI news and events, and I have interesting guests from the university. Today, my guest is Christian Peralta. And he is the second lieutenant for UCI's Army ROTC program. And we're going to be talking to him closer to the end of the show. And for now, oh, I'm also in the studio, of course, my, my always guest yes. slash co-host. And uh, that is Jack Pan. Jack, say hi. Hello. Yes. So you're going to be helping me to bounce ideas and see. Yeah, you and, always and, and provide the, uh, and provide insightful commentary. Yes. And you always forget to introduce me. I, I do. You know what? You're just a constant part of the show. So sometimes, yeah, I, I, sometimes your contributions are so prevalent and uh, so constant and unwavering uh-huh. that uh-huh. Uh, I don't know what I would do without them, really. Ah, thank you. (laughs) But uh, perhaps it's time to get into some uh, news. And the news that I kind of wanted to talk about is not necessarily UCI news, but it pertains directly to UCI and the rest of the UC campuses. And that is currently the bill on the governor's desk, which would uh, overrule some parts of uh, Proposition 209 back from 15 years ago at this point. And it would in fact allow some affirmative action type programs uh, back into the admission process for uh, for you know, for UC admissions and um, what what would exactly this entail so apparently the the language of the bill does not permit the decision uh, the, the it does not permit the decision for acceptance or rejection to be based 
uh, at the end on the applicant's race uh, or ethnicity. However, it does allow it to be, it allows it to become once again a criteria for admission. And um, I don't know exactly how to feel about this. Uh, I would like to say that currently, um, it, it, it's important to note that, that currently, socioeconomic status is taken into account already, which means that students who are at a socioeconomic disadvantage, for example, yeah, poor students, oftentimes still in America minority students, are given a leg up in the admission process. They're given that chance to enter that information in. In fact, the application specifically asks for your parents' income, and that is considered. It also asks you to write a personal statement which in which you can very well include hardships which you've had to undergo and which you've had to overcome in order to become the successful student that you are. And uh, it asks for extracurriculars and other information which may be deemed pertinent. So I would, and, and on top of that, uh, we heard during the summer that the, the University of California, Irvine, will be moving into a more uh, we'll, we'll be moving towards a admission process which is holistic. And what that means is that they will take all aspects into account and will not, and will not necessarily give one or another area of for admission, such as grades, test scores, uh, uh, extracurriculars, individual weight, but they will rather look at it and, and will not limit how much good or bad those areas can do to your application to a certain number of points out of a total number of points. But rather, uh, this will allow uh, readers for applications to uh, perform those readings holistically, which means they take one long read and uh, that, and they then form an opinion on the applicant. So I'm going to go ahead and take a short break. I know I started recently, but when I come back, I'm going to be talking, hopefully, if I can get this working, to somebody who has uh, somebody from the EVP office, that's the executive vice president's office, uh, at uh, the student government who, who hopefully has some... Uh, more uh, and uh, interesting opinions on this. So stay tuned. Call the U.S. Equal Opportunity Commission anytime, any day at 800-669-4000. It's unlawful for an employer to harass you or treat you differently because of race, color, sex, national origin, pregnancy, or disability. The law also protects you from retaliation for complaining about discrimination. Again, the number to call is 800-669-4000. Equality at work. You're right. The EEOC's job. Hey, Billy. Yeah? Do you want to go to the state fair? Yeah. Do you want to ride the roller coaster? Yeah. The big one? Yeah. The one with the reverse flip? <gasps> yeah! Well, you can't. You see, Billy, when you throw away money on wasted electricity, you throw away everything you could have done with it, including going to the state fair. Oh, man. Cheer up. This year, your parents will make it right. They're going to visit energysavers.gov, where they'll get tips on how to save energy and money. Then they'll add extra insulation and get a few of those Energy Star appliances. They could save hundreds of dollars a year. And you know what, Billy? What? They'll take you to the state fair <gasps> next year. But I want to go this year. I know you do, Billy. I know you do. Saving energy saves you money. Learn more at energysavers.gov. 
Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Energy and the Ad Council. And we're back. Uh, once again, this is Countdown UCI, and we're talking about the new uh, legislation that's on Governor Brown's desk, allowing some measure of affirmative action to be uh, allowed back into the admission process. On the line, I have Summer Co from uh, the ASUCI Executive Vice President's Office. She's the Campus Organizing Director. Hi, Summer. You're on the air. Hi, Dimitri. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Uh, so can you tell us a little bit about what uh, what you do for ASUCI and uh, and uh-huh. especially what you do under the EVP office? Um, I'm the campus organizing manager for the HOPE campaign, which stands for Holistic Opportunities Promoting Equality. And essentially we're trying to promote um, holistic admissions and comprehensive financial aid mm-hmm. in the EVP system. And this, this entire is... campaign is to address the demand for accessibility and affordability for all potential UC students and current mm-hmm. UC students. So it seems like you're, you're highly involved in the California Student Association, right? Or, yes. you, or, or UC students, uh, UCSA, U, the UC Student Association. Yes. Which I know has the HOPE campaign for this year. So, yes. Summer, are you working to get the government to sign this bill? Yes, I am. Uh, what are what are your personal opinions, and uh, and why and, and, and why exactly do you feel that, that he should sign it? Because the uh, the negative arguments are definitely plenty, uh-huh. such as that it would take away seats from in the university campus, from mm-hmm. especially at UCI, from more qualified students based on test scores and grades and extracurriculars and other things, which are already part of the newly added holistic review process. Uh, mm-hmm. So why why should race be allowed back into into this? Well, I would just like to clarify that this bill is not um, addressing affirmative action. I mm-hmm. um, noticed that earlier before I started speaking that you referred to this bill as an affirmative action bill, and mm-hmm. this bill is not an affirmative action bill. It states that um, it takes into consideration religion, culture, ethnicity, and other relevant factors in the admissions process. It's not um, a quota. It's not a mandate. It's it's just taking into consideration what what the, what the factors that really make up a person. Um, I really want to get your opinion on what it means to be a more qualified student because. Well, I would I, say currently qual. Qualification is is not hard to define. I mean, it's defined by mm-hmm. test scores, it's defined by GPA, it's defined by mm-hmm. some recognized extracurriculars. It's de- yeah. it's defined even by you know having a job. I I, I know is right. counts as a powerful extracurricular. Uh, awards uh, and 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 if a student is able to achieve all of those in spite of family and financial hardship, that that also mm-hmm. uh, that, that also goes to serve that they are extremely qualified. Well, this bill aims to um, address the students from more lower income, mm-hmm. um, lower income areas, maybe personal struggles and cultural struggles. It's really aiming to help the UC admissions officers understand where the students have come from mm-hmm. and understanding their own personal struggles and their family struggles because there isn't enough space in that in the application to really understand who you are as a student, who I am as a student. I feel like when you're being judged um, in the admissions process, you're not fully given the chance to, you're not given the chance to show your maximum potential. And by understanding, like, your entire um, context, Mm -hmm. I think that that is how um, we get a more diverse campus. 
But don't you feel that, that you you, uh, you said mm-hmm. that this uh, this bill would allow not only race, ethnicity, but also culture and religion? In what yeah. way is that something that should be a part of the admission criteria? I mean, if uh, should we also di- diversify based on religion? You know, we have so many Christian students and so many uh, Jewish students. We should have so mm-hmm. many Muslim students. Is that is that the kind of thing you're talking about? It seems like some of the things which which you listed. Uh, are are interesting that they should not be admission criteria. I, I don't feel that, that that I would want my university accepting students or taking their, my uh, or taking other students' religion into account when they choose whether to accept or reject them. Well, it's not a deciding factor. It's not saying that if you don't have any personal religious struggles or cultural struggles that you won't be admitted into a university. This bill is aiming to use these factors to fully understand who you are as an individual. Mm -hmm. It's not not, um, utilizing these factors to say how we only want this year, how we only want, you know, a certain students of the certain culture. It's Saying that we're giving these students an opportunity to give us to give the admissions officers a chance to fully understand the students from their context. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you feel that in any way this bill can be uh, misused by campuses, specifically such as UC Irvine, that has such an imbalance in its student population when it comes to race? Uh, when we have a student population with, which is uh, around 55% Asian-American, and uh, I think I've heard around 2% African-American. Will this, which I uh, won't in any way dispute, is is a problem, a societal problem, and, and possibly a problem for the university itself. Uh, but do, do you feel that, that a bill allowing some, uh, uh, allowing some consideration based on race mm-hmm. uh, will be something that the UC Irvine and other UCs uh, really take and run with in order to do everything they can to balance out those percentages. And when and, and I feel like that if they do that, that would distort normal admission criteria and that um, it's, it's difficult to admit um, – it's it's difficult to balance the percent the percentages to have an actual representation on a university campus of of what uh, of what the demographic of the United States or of California is without frankly having to at, at where we are in in our society and in educating minorities etc uh, mm-hmm. without having to accept students who are by traditional criteria which are criteria of achievement that I've, that I've talked about are frankly less qualified. Mm-hmm. Uh, is I, that is that not a, is that not a problem? And uh, w- won't uh, won't the UCs really try to run with it and do their best to, to to use that to balance out their percentages? I don't believe that it'll be manipulated in such a way that it, it'll you know turn into affirmative action because I think what you're trying to describe is having quotas and you know referring to these numbers in mm-hmm. order to balance mm-hmm. the student population. I think um, this bill is, is intended to create diversity and intended to um, create accessibility for students of all over California. Because if you um, rely solely on the numbers, the GPA, the SAT scores, um, there's going to be a lot of underprivileged 
students from underprivileged neighborhoods who aren't given the opportunity, the same opportunities as other students. But aren't they already areas. through through UC Irvine's holistic process, which will already take into account not actually only socioeconomic mm-hmm. status and parents' income, but it actually takes into account what you said, bad neighborhoods, which usually are reflected in bad schools. So if a school did not offer, for example, if, if a school did not offer AP classes, that is already taken into account. It, it, would, it would seem to me that, that a lot of the things you're, you're talking about wanting yes. to take into account are already. Is that not the case? Well, this bill would create more accessibility, and it would further reaffirm the holistic admissions, and it would not only apply to the campus in Irvine, but throughout the UC, because to what I understand, only four out of the nine UCs um, implement holistic admissions, yes. and I think there's a problem with that. Will this, uh, will this will this force the other the, the other five to implement it, or will it simply allow the other five to take these factors into account? It would, to what I understand, it would um, recommend because in the in the language of this bill, it doesn't force anybody. It just allows campuses yes. the opportunity. Yes. Uh, okay, Summer. Uh, do you think uh, Governor Brown will sign this in yes, the next I fifteen do. days? Yes, I do. Okay. Well, thank you so much for for calling in to Countdown UCI. Thank you for your input. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Okay, so we just heard from uh, from Summer Co, a campus organizing manager under the EVP office. It, that's executive vice president in ASUCI, and obviously supportive of the bill. Uh, I would say I still have some some concerns with it, but I definitely understand a lot of the opinions which she expresses, and I think a lot of them are valid. Um, uh, on, on another short topic it, uh, I, that I, I wanted to touch on before we get to our guest, and and that is the bake sale up at uh, California, uh, up at University of California, Berkeley. And I, I'm sure many of you have heard about this. Uh, they're protesting this affirmative action process and this and this bill uh, by. By by holding a bake sale in which they're selling baked goods uh, for different prices and charging less for minorities and for women, uh, and um, I don't know. I I I'm not going to express any opinions for or against uh, the affirmative action process. I'll, I I will express an opinion against this bake sale that I think it. Uh, that, that I very much think that it's not the right way to go about uh, to go up trying to prote- trying to protest a, a political bill that's on the governor's desk. But it does send a message that there's definitely students who do disagree uh, about uh, allowing race back into the admission process. And uh, with that, we're going to take a short break. And uh, after that, we're going to talk to our guest. Uh, Again, it's Christian Peralta, and uh, he's a second lieutenant for UCI's Army ROTC program. So stay tuned for that. My name is Rachel, and in eight years, I'll be an alcoholic. Kids who drink before age 15 are five times more likely to have alcohol problems when they're adults. I'll start drinking in middle school, and I'll do some things I don't really want to do. So by the time my parents talk to me about it, alcohol won't be my only problem. So start talking before they start drinking. 
To learn more, go to StopAlcoholAbuse.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, the Ad Council, and this station. If you've seen Colin Firth in the new movie, The King's Speech, you know that stuttering is no laughing matter. If you stutter or know someone who does, visit the nonprofit Stuttering Foundation for free online resources, services, and support at www.stutteringhelp.org. That's stuttering.org. Or call us at 800-992-9392. That's 800-992-9392. And we're back once again. I'm here with Christian Peralta, and uh, let me turn the mics up. Hi, Christian. Hi. Good afternoon. So, so nice to have you. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the ROTC program in general and about UCI's? Sure. So, um, UC Irvine ROTC. Uh, we've been officially established since uh, March of uh, of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for the past two years, uh, we've been trying to get it approved. Mm-hmm. Uh, I graduated about a couple months ago. And um, I actually went to West Point my first year of college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did pretty well. Uh, I didn't get kicked out or anything. <laughs> I just didn't like the atmosphere. It wasn't mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go to UC Irvine. Mm-hmm. And um, it was kind of funny co- coming from a brigade of 4,000 cadets to, you know, a squad of 10 cadets here mm-hmm. at UC Irvine. Mm-hmm. So, and I wanted, um, you know, I wanted what, 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 I, what I saw when I visited Seattle University, you know, like, it, like an ROTC office. Um, a bigger, more, more cadets, uh, a little more developed program. And it was odd for me to travel to Long Beach or USC just for mm-hmm. military science courses. We didn't get credit. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would be just really taxing time-wise and energy just going to other campuses. Of course. So uh, we decided to, to uh, start a project and uh, approach faculty members and other students, and eventually we got it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I, I I definitely have heard that, that it's been a very a very hard process to get it established. <laughs> what, what what were some of the hardest barriers to get UCI to get on board with this and and make your program and fund it and give give credit to students for taking classes under the program? Um, honestly, it was just communication. But I mean, I mean they teach us that in ROTC a lot, and just honestly, just be professional. Talk to. Um, t- get to know people, talk to them professionally, and honestly, just make connections, make positive relationships, and um, just continue from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, what um, what is the program? What what does a UCI student gain from it, and uh, what what is it for, sure. for somebody that, uh, that, that's, that's never for? Sure. Oh, <laughs> for somebody that's never that's never heard of it. Okay, so ROTC stands for uh, Reserve Officer Training Corps, mm-hmm. and um, basically, when a student wants. Uh, wants to think about a career in the military um, as an officer, um, then there's three sources. There's there's the military academies like West Point. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's ROTC. Uh, so ROTC, you take military science courses, mm-hmm. and you're a cadet, and you go, to, you go to college just like a normal college student. Mm-hmm. And then there's officer candidate school where you can just go to college, get your degree, and then go mm-hmm. to, mm-hmm. like, this four-month crash program. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically... Um, I mean, there's, there is a great level of sacrifice and commitment that these cadets have to do. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, waking up around 5 a.m. each morning going to physical training, having to take <laughs> extra military science classes. Mm-hmm. I mean, it hurt me having to see, like, all these party people, like, from the fraternities mm-hmm. and sororities mm-hmm. coming back from parties when I have to go to physical training in the morning. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Really, it really sucked. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm seeing a lot more benefits now, and I have a secure job, and I have something that I love to do, and that's mm-hmm. to lead. 
<laughs> and I honestly, I honestly do think that ROTC and being an officer in the military is the best premier like um, it's an institution for leadership. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, ultimately, my profession in the future is going to deal with things and scenarios dealing with life and death. Mm-hmm. So. So there's some financial benefit I, I gather in being in, in ROTC for for students. Oh uh, yes, absolutely. So um, a cadet in ROTC, um, he can uh, he or she can apply in high school and gain a four year national scholarship, mm-hmm. and um, full tuition can be paid for or your housing up mm-hmm. to ten thousand mm-hmm. dollars. And every month they get paid monthly stipends plus all their books. Mm-hmm. So um, definitely some benefits to that. Mm-hmm. So how many members are there now? How many cadets are there now in, in ROTC, uh, UC Irvine? Sure. Uh, currently, there's about 20 to 25. I, I, say, I say that range because sometimes um, there are some cadets that are just trying out the program and mm-hmm. just want to see how it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and do you guys have a base on campus? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we're located at Natural Sciences 1, mm-hmm. uh, third floor, mm-hmm. office 3122. Mm-hmm. And we have about three offices there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so something I wanted to talk about uh, today as kind of a, m- more of a discussion and sure. less and less uh, less informative, but more, more insightful, maybe. Okay. Uh, is as as you know, um, "Don't Ask, Don't Tell" was mm-hmm. finally ended on September twentieth, right? And I'm wondering what what that means for UCI's ROTC. And I've actually now that now that I recall a problem that that I that I I've heard um, on campus is that ROTC did not get had some trouble getting established because it, at the time, uh, was not able to fully meet uh, UCI's non-discriminatory policy. Right, and 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 uh, that was during probably about one year into our project, and we mm-hmm. did run into that. And unfortunately, we couldn't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So um, I understand the viewpoints and 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 standpoint from that. So. Mm-hmm. From there, it gets kind of seized. And then when President Obama signed that bill, mm-hmm. or he was, he, 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 I saw the news and I saw that, um, then we, knew, we made another push. Mm-hmm. And we, we talked to faculty like, hey, you mm-hmm. know, this is going to be signed off. Mm-hmm. And um, we really hope, you know, to get your help on this. Mm-hmm. And they did. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, was, it was a good time. So Was it, uh, was it at all a... Um these last days before before school started, was it uh, something you were concerned about that it wouldn't uh, the final end uh, wouldn't come before the start of school? Because I'm I'm guessing even even if um, uh, even after President Obama signed it, mm-hmm. uh, that was four, five, six months ago, and. Um, Throughout this time, the policy has has stayed in effect, even though I don't think people have been kicked out. But the, the policy has stayed in effect. And uh, um, were you worried that, that if it finally didn't go off the books, uh, the ROTC program wouldn't be able to start with the start of the school year? Uh, yeah, I mean, of course. Um, but I understand the Army is, is a very big organization. It's slow to change. Mm-hmm. But since, I mean, the commander-in-chief signed off on it, and we, I, mean, we, I, I was monitoring on... Uh, the Department of Defense website, and mm-hmm. I knew it was eventually going to go, come through. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really have a major concern about that. But uh, am, I, am I correct in assuming that, that UCI's program would not have started if the final stroke of the pen didn't occur before? Oh, I believe so, yes. I think the faculty would have been like, hey, you know, like, this didn't go through. So mm-hmm. it was more of like a deal, mm-hmm. an agreement. So, mm-hmm. yeah. 
I'm guessing there were, there were quite a lot of uh, cadets who already applied who uh, were also quite anxious about that. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so tell us a little bit more about the, what the students learn in this program okay. and uh, what kind of classes they take and what happens after they graduate. Sure. So um, so cadets, uh, I mean, normal, typical schedule, again, they do PT in the morning, and then mm-hmm. they have the military science courses. Mm-hmm. They have a lecture a port component to it and then a lab, laboratory. Mm-hmm. So it's a, le- a military science lecture where they learn. Um, we give them the textbooks and we learn the leadership portion of it. Really, ROTC is more on the leadership part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, uh, when labs occur and they, they occur weekly, that's when they apply everything they learn in the classroom on ha- hands-on. Mm-hmm. So, for example, you'll find us out in the, in the arc fields every Tuesday mm-hmm. doing some sort of activity, whether it's learning how to use a compass and map, mm-hmm. navigating through rough terrain, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. learning first aid. And then uh, really... Uh, the program, the commitment level really jumps on, jumps on your uh, on your junior year, mm-hmm. and we're training all the juniors to go to this 30 day really rigorous physical and mental test. They all all the cadets in the nation fly to Fort Lewis, Washington, mm-hmm. and they're all tested for 30 days out mm-hmm. in the field. And um, it was fun for me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely rigorous. I lost about 15 pounds, mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, it was cold. And um, but it was fun. And mm-hmm. I met you know friends that I, I still talk to. And I know when I when I when I when I go later on in February, I'm going to meet them again in the field. Mm-hmm. So um, so they prepare you for that. And depending how well you do in school, mm-hmm. uh, if you have jobs, if you do extracurricular activities, uh, especially your GPA, and how well you do in the military science courses and at camp or at Fort Lewis, mm-hmm. you're ranked against mm-hmm. everyone in the nation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, I luckily I was fortunately uh, I ranked top 10% in the nation. Mm-hmm. So I was able to choose my first branch choice. Mm-hmm. So I chose infantry, an infantry mm-hmm. officer, mm-hmm. and that's ultimately what I want to do. Mm-hmm. So and and if you're in the top and if you're in the lower 10%, then unfortunately you might not get a job that you want. Mm-hmm. So we tell the cadets, "Hey, you have to do well in school. School's always first. Mm-hmm. Academics always first. Mm-hmm. And everything else, you know." That's excellent to hear. Yeah. Uh, what's the commitment after you graduate to stay in the army? In the army, uh, initially it was four years. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I added another three years because I wanted to go to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wanted a certain unit. Um, I see. Yeah. So it, it, it's four years normally, right? Four, four, four years normally, yes. I understand. So can you tell uh, the listeners how, how a UCI student would go about applying to this? Uh, and by the way, is it only for UCI students? or? Uh, no, we have students that are from Vanguard University, uh, mm-hmm. from OCC, mm-hmm. uh, Orange Coast College. Mm-hmm. And uh, you just have to be close proximity to the, to the college. And if you're in high school, you can apply at our website at rotc-uci.com. If you're currently a UCI student, um, there's an application also on that website. And uh, just send it in, and we'll respond back to you shortly. So the, if, they, if they apply now, uh, when would they get into the program? Would it be for next, starting next year? Or? Oh, no, they can join the program today. I mean, mm-hmm. they can, they can, any, any student can uh, get the gear, try out our activities, try out, go to the military science courses, and mm-hmm. there's no obligations. Um, and, and then when it comes to the third year, that's when we kind of like, it's kind of that restricted to majors mm-hmm. concept mm-hmm. Uh, applied for uh, junior level uh, mm-hmm. students and above. Mm-hmm. Oh, so is so uh, military science is now a major? Uh, it's under the division of undergraduate education. education. Okay. So you can see it in the schedule of classes. And mm-hmm. if you want to try it out, you can add the class to your schedule and try it out. Mil- but is, is, is it a major or a minor? Is it a program that it, one does? It's just workload credit. I see. And uh, you can just take it as an elective course. Mm-hmm. 
Out of curiosity, how many units does a student end up taking normally per quarter of military science classes? Uh, I believe for the freshman and sophomore, one to two units, and then um, plus your lab. Mm-hmm. And then for the MS, um, I'm sorry, the juniors and seniors, it's uh, three to four units. Three to I could be wrong on that. I have to check. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, Second Lieutenant Peralta, thank you so much for coming on. And uh, we're going to go and transition to the next show. Um, unfortunately, Zeba could not be here, but I'm going to be subbing her show and playing a pre-recorded episode from a few months ago. So stay tuned for that. And uh, thank you so much for listening to Countdown UCI. Uh, if you liked what you heard, you can f- you can feel free to follow me on Twitter. The uh, Twitter URL is twitter.com slash countdown UCI and, and my uh, Facebook page. Yes, uh, and we have podcast now, right? Yes, now I've been uh, – thank, f- thank you for reminding me. Now I've been uploading my, my podcasts uh, to the website, and you can get to the website from um, – from my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash countdown UCI, or they're available simply on the KUCI website. If you Google for KUCI podcast, you'll find it, uh, and uh, you'll see Countdown UCI on there. So uh, thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our digital future, and uh, yes, uh, tune in next week.